week's episode of Call to Marriage, I talk with my dear friend Emily, who's a flight attendant, about the ins and outs of travel, how to make it less stressful, what to expect as a first-time traveler, and so much more. Stay tuned. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Call to Marriage. We are in this series, Mill Spouse in Training, where we talk about different aspects and things that military spouses go through from deployments to trainings to different perspectives about military life, everything. We've been talking about it. And today's episode, I brought on a very dear friend of mine to talk about travel tips. Um, Emily is what was the first friend I ever made in college. We both went to the University of South Carolina. And she is a flight attendant. And I thought, who better to talk about travel than a flight attendant? So Emily, if you want to go ahead and just introduce yourself, that would be great. Thank you so much for having me on. Hi, my name is Emily. I, uh, as she said, I'm not a mill spouse. I'm not really in that world exactly, but I am a flight attendant. And I know that uh as members of the military, you end up moving around a lot. So I'm really hoping to give some valuable tips and tricks whenever you do have to do that moving. And yeah. Yeah. So let's just jump right into the meat of it. So as military spouses, we move around quite a bit. Sometimes we can drive to new locations, but a lot of times we're flying. Some of us are flying overseas or flying to Alaska or what have you. And so traveling can get really hectic. And so I would love some of your tried and true tips and tricks for just kind of making the travel day itself a little bit easier because if I have any other type A planners out there like myself, which I know some of you spouses are because you DM me about it, you like to be so fixated on the details like myself and we can get so anxious and panicked about, you know, the what ifs. So what are some tips that you have, Emily, that you've seen in your travels and working that have just helped to kind of mitigate that what if feeling and make that day smoother? I will say my number one tip is don't freak out. It's (laughs) going to be okay. There are so many things that an airline can work around uh, that can keep you moving forward. If you printed out your boarding pass and then forgot to grab it. That's not a big deal. They can reprint a boarding pass for you. The things you do absolutely have to have, however, are your IDs. (laughs) (laughs) And really that's about it. As long as you have an ID that matches the name on your itinerary, the airline can kind of push you through the rest of the situation. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. My, my mom recently had to go through the airport after she lost her driver's license. And I just remember the joy of her trying to figure out, okay, what identification do I have on me that the airline will accept? Um, funny enough, uh, they accepted her Costco membership card. So, Oh my goodness. <laughs> she didn't have any other ID on her. Um, 
But yeah, definitely remember to have your ID. That's a really good one. What about, you know, when you're kind of the day of, is there anything that you should be doing to prepare? Or what are kind of some things that are really good go-to grabs, should have them in your bag to just kind of help the day? So this is probably going to end up being a bit of a long answer. I'm going to try to hit a couple different facets there. Uh, As far as timing, always give yourself way more time than you think you need, especially if you're traveling with children. I personally do not have children, so I can't uh, speak to that on a personal level, but I may touch on a couple of those things from both a policy standpoint, as well as just an observational standpoint, because of course I do see families with children traveling. Give yourself plenty of time. If at all possible, put everything that TSA is going to want to look at extra in your checked bag. Obviously, we want to have a few things on us in our carry-on should we lose our checked baggage, but any of your large form toiletries, go ahead and put those in your checked bag. Um, Really, I guess that's about the only thing uh, large form that's going to be able to go in your check bag because you do have to keep electronics with you. But just be mindful that TSA is going to want to look at liquids. They're going to want to look at electronics and you're going to need to be able to easily remove those from your bags whenever you go through security. Please don't put your laptop at the very bottom of your suitcase mm-hmm. and have to dig it out. <laughs> um, a couple things luggage wise that I recommend If you know you are going to have to travel a lot and you are looking for luggage to get you through every travel you're going to embark on, I cannot recommend soft-sided luggage enough. Soft-sided luggage is going to hold up. It's going to look better longer, and a lot of times it's more durable. It also has more flex in it than hard-sided luggage does. Of course, it's not as pretty as hard-sided luggage with all the, the colors and the patterns that they come in, but if you really think you are going to go really heavy in on the travel, I recommend looking at soft-sided suitcase versus hard-sided suitcases. When you say soft-sided and hard-sided, what are, like is one like fabric and one's like the plasticky? Exterior? Correct. The uh, soft-sided is going to kind of be, ooh, I don't nylon maybe of that woven mm. material. Of course, it it has a hard frame in it, but it it has way more flex and give in it. Whereas the hard-sided suitcases, they're I think they're a polycarbonate shell. Mm -hmm. Um, They come in all those fun colors, the patterns, the screen printed. Uh, Most of the time, the hard-sided ones have the four wheels on the bottom. Yep. That sort of thing. Yes. So those, I I do, from an aesthetic standpoint, I love a hard-sided suitcase, but from a durability standpoint, you can't beat soft. No, that's great. That's a good tip. As far as personal items go, which is your item that will go underneath the seat in front of you, not in the overhead bin, (laughs) (laughs) I recommend either, actually, really, I just recommend one thing, a backpack. Multiple sizes, multiple styles. I, I won't get into too many of the specifics on that. But a backpack that has a a strap on the back where you can slide it over the handle of your suitcase, in my opinion, is the best personal item to travel with. Purses get heavy on one shoulder. Tote bags get heavy on one shoulder, especially any kind of 
doesn't close on the top. That is not secure. I really do not recommend going through an airport like that. You may have to end up putting your bag somewhere where you need to turn it on its side. And if it doesn't close on top, you might lose an item or two. So I, I really, really recommend backpacks. And if not a backpack, then definitely something that closes completely on the top, not just a little clasp. No, that's great. So a lot of our, sometimes I've seen in military travels because a lot of male spouses are young and um, they're from maybe smaller towns or smaller areas. A lot Mm -hmm. of times when the military moves them, it's their first time flying or traveling out of their state. And so I would love, you know, what advice do you have for first time travelers that they can kind of just take a deep breath in and, and maybe help ease some of that nervousness? Traveling is without a doubt a stressful thing. You, we, we can't get around that. You know, you're going to um, have to accept ahead of time that there probably will be a little bit of stress that day. And that's okay. And, and knowing that ahead of time will allow you to not let the stress of the day cause more stress and like let it snowball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what I would say, especially to people who maybe haven't been on an airplane before and they are just really nervous about that flying piece is airplanes move through the air a lot like boats move through the water. Air has waves to it, just like water does. And whenever a plane bumps and grooves and even, you know, drops a little bit, because that does happen from time to time, ooh, excuse me, from time to time, (laughs) it is just like a boat hitting waves in the water. And it's not anything to get freaked out about. It's okay if it makes you nervous, of course. But it's going to be okay. Make sure you have your seatbelt buckled and everything's going to be fine. Planes make a lot of weird noises too. They, they make hydraulic noises. They purr. They squeak. It's all normal. It's plane noises and that happens. <laughs> I think that's a great analogy that comparing it to the boat because I think that is – we see boats and we – I think automatically vision these just big sturdy things on water that are, Mm -hmm. you know, watertight, they're good to go. I think that's a really good visual comparison to have it because it is true. Like there's waves in the air. Sometimes you're going to hit a wave funny and it's going to move the plane a little bit, but it doesn't mean anything super crazy is going down. It just means you hit a little bump. Yes. Oh, and if you are seated in a seat where you can see the wings out your window, wings are supposed to move up and down a little bit too. That's what's, a lot of times the wings are absorbing some of that um, movement so that the cabin doesn't move quite as much. So it's okay if you see the wings flexing up and down. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't know that they they were mobile like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been a flight attendant for a few years now. And I would love, I love stories because I think they just kind of tie everything back to everyone. So I, I would love your story of just the favorite, your favorite trip that you've ever done as a flight attendant and just what made it so special for you. Mm. I know that's asking a lot because I'm sure there's quite a few. (laughs) There are, there are. Uh, Do you mean while I was working or ever since just like having my flight benefits? Since you've been working. Okay. With the working. With the working. Yeah. Hmm. So 
So it, it's not even like the the furthest I've been, or or maybe even like the most exciting exactly. Um, because I did manage to get a Maui trip uh, this past January, which was very cool. But I I really think I would have to say I grew up on the East Coast. I never went west of the Mississippi River until I moved to Texas. And even then, I really didn't go much further west. I, I, my family went to the Grand Canyon once. But um, I, I probably would have to say the first time I went to Los Angeles and they put us at the beach and, like, I got to go step in the Pacific Ocean for the first time. Because this was within my first month or two of working. And I think that was the first time it really hit me that I was like, wow, I really am going to get to go a lot of places and see a lot of things that, you know, the the 18 year old girl in her 1000 person hometown on the east coast never really thought she was going to see no I love that and I think that mirrors a lot of what we get to experience with military travel a lot of the spouses and, and myself included kind of pictured themselves staying in one place and now we get to see so many different things and experience so many different things and it's really cool when that kind of comes and you're like, wow, I just get to, I get to be in this and, and do these things and see these things. So I mm-hmm. love that. I think that's mm-hmm. great. Well, I've, I've loved having you on to talk through things. I know you gave us some really good tips, especially I think one of the bigs is keep your electronics and your liquids accessible when you're going yes. to the airport. Um, I always keep mine in the very front pocket so that I'm like, I can just whip them out and put them back in. But especially just for new flyers, knowing the, you know, the boat and what we talked about and everything. So I've really appreciated you taking the time to talk with us. Um, If you want to get to know Emily more, Emily, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, those are probably the the two best places to find me. Uh, Instagram, it is freckled and fabulous blog is my handle. I talk about my job. I talk about traveling and I also really like clothes and things like that. So I I talk a good bit about clothes and on TikTok, you can find me at freckled and fabulous. I managed to snag that handle before somebody else did. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. I will make sure to include all of her links on the Instagram post. You can find us on Instagram at call to marriage. We're also on TikTok at call to marriage. If you're on the Instagram, you already know that call to marriage is expecting. We're going to have a baby. Woo. So be sure to follow us on Instagram because that's where the secret show is, where I talk about the pregnancy. Um, It'll be a visual podcast only on Instagram, and I'll actually post updates and stuff on there. And I also have tons of really great tips and different things, resources for you on the Instagram. So make sure you're following us there as well as listening to us every Saturday. Again, thank you all so much for being on this journey with me. I appreciate you. The military community appreciates you. And I will talk to you all again so soon. Bye.